Hello, Guilty Feminist. This is Deborah. We're heading off to Australia and New Zealand, where we will be appearing live and recording an episode in Christchurch on the 11th of May, Auckland on the 14th of May, Wellington on the 15th of May, Adelaide on the 18th of May, Perth on the 20th, Sydney on the 23rd, Melbourne on the 25th, Brisbane on the 27th, and finally Canberra on the 28th of May. So get in and get your tickets now. They are going very fast. Please go to guiltyfeminist.com and just click on live shows for any of these events. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this show ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this show ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. I'm a feminist, but the other day I saw a picture of myself on stage in Spanx. And I know I've spent three and a half years telling you that I find Spanx unfeminist and constricting. And I stand by that, except in certain dresses. And so what happened on the live tour is that Jenny Eclair one night came on in pants and a bra, which was part of her bit. That's part of something she did in her live show. But she thought it'd be funny not to tell me. So when I introduced her and said, now Jenny Eclair, she came on in pants and a bra. And I was like having that surreal moment of going, does she know? <laughs> Perhaps she was in the dressing room. She heard her name. She panicked and she ran. She came out and did a sort of aerobic dance in Pants and a Bra. It was part of her set. It was very funny. So then I had to come out and sort of, you know, tag her out and say, thank you, very well done, Jenny and Claire, as the compare. So I thought it'd be funny if I go out now in Spanx and a Bra. One thing led to another. Tours have their own personality. It became the only way I knew how to sell merch. <laughs> I, she it, works hard for the money. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I... I ended up doing a link where I was in the Spanx and the bra and I had a T-shirt on and I was selling the T-shirts with very slogans on. And the idea was that I would take my T-shirt off and give it to someone if they said they had a feminist enough job and then I would just be in Spanx and the bra. That became the thing. What I had not reckoned on would be people from the audience would take pictures and put them on Twitter. Because mm -hmm. I felt it was something for this for us in the room, you know? It was a sacred moment between us all that we'd all agreed, I'm in my Spanx, this is just for us. A bit just, like being with your partner. Yeah, just you and 2,000 other people. Exactly. <laughs> and we'd all made a sacred pact. Some people did not feel <sighs> the pact was as sacred as others and took pictures and put them on Twitter. But they were doing it nicely. They weren't doing it to be mean. But I did look at the pictures, and this is where my I'm a feminist butt comes in. It's been a while coming. Mm. I'm a feminist, but <laughs> when I saw pictures of myself in Spanx, I thought, do I need some Spanx to go under those Spanx? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I'm a feminist, but uh, while in Northern Ireland, I was given a jumper that represents the pro-choice movement in Northern Ireland, the Alliance for Choice. 
and the jumper has the slogan, I'm a life too, across the front of the jumper. And then two small purple hands reaching up. I put it on me, and because I'm a bigger lady, I realized this might not look that pro-choice from a distance. Like, it might look a bit pro-life, because I look a bit pregnant, and then I have two small hands pointing out of my belly, going, <laughs> I'm a life too. <laughs> so, I've decided <laughs> to wear it backwards from now on. I, I had a note on my next time a feminist bard. Yeah. And I've just it's just gone out of my head because this is not the one that I wanted to do. Oh. So it's just gone out of my head. Do you want me to? Yeah, you do another one. And I'll we'll edit mine in. Okay. Okay. So this is the X rated one. And I'm sorry. Oh, I've remembered mine now. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay. I'm a feminist, but ninety percent of my career now is answering the question on Instagram, where did you get those glasses? <laughs> <laughs> which are these big blue glasses. The answer is Trelise Cooper. She's a New Zealand designer. And I keep answering while tagging her in, hoping, because I have shared this information with so many thousands of people now, that she will offer me another pair of Trelise Cooper reading glasses, because I really have earned them. And she really hasn't offered. <laughs> and I feel like, is it unfeminist of me to think that it's unfeminist of her not to have recognised that... I'm really doing the Lord's work for her right now. <laughs> and I actually, what I wanted to do is send me the same ones again in case I lose them, because I will lose them or sit on them. And then that's my whole identity gone now. <laughs> I'm the opposite of Clark Kent. I'm more of a feminist now where I put these on. <laughs> People recognise me differently. This, these are basically my superpower. Why don't you just send her a link to this episode of this podcast? <laughs> Good. <laughs> and, uh, Good. Say, Good thing. listen, six minutes in, you'd <laughs> Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry, go and do your X-rated one. Then. Okay. Okay. So, because the documentary is about plastic waste in the sea, I've got a plastic waste feminist, I'm a feminist, but... Okay. <laughs> and now I've gone very shy. I'm a feminist, but I don't know how to dispose of sex toys in an environmentally friendly manner. <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> like, do I hope that I just drive up to the recycling plant, ask a man and he'll say, oh, it's just behind the Christmas trees. <laughs> I've decided to leave it up there and hope nature finds a way. I think gadgets like that are very hard to recycle. Yeah. And we can't have those in the ocean because the dolphins have enough to deal with. <laughs> They I'll don't go. need... Oh, I did have someone give me a rampant dolphin once. Did it was you? like a little... Um, the penis part. Right. But very small. The dolphin's penis part? No. <laughs> and then it just... Where the rabbit ears normally are that come up was a dolphin, which made it feel greener. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. You know, like Toy Story, the film, Pixar. Wouldn't it be very grim if it was like sex Toy Story? <laughs> And it was just... Oh, and it was like know, a rampant rabbit and a rampant dolphin and some anal beads. Anal beads used once. <laughs> and it's just left there. What? And they're all sitting around saying how sad it is that their grown-ups don't want to play with them anymore. Yeah. Because their really... marriage is broken up. It didn't save the marriage. Oh, you know? yeah. Well, it puts a whole new spin on Woody. <laughs> and, and, and even better spin on Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> 
live from the BFI in London, the sponsor name shop presents the guilty moment as with me, Deborah Francis White, guest co-host Alison Skittles, and our very special guest, Eleanor Church, talking about documenting. the Guilty Feminist, the <laughs> podcast in which we explore our noble goals as 21st century feminists and the hypocrisies and insecurities which undermine them. I'm Deborah Francis White. With me is Alison Spittle, and we're talking about documenting. Woo! How are you? I'm great. I'm great. How are you? I'm very well. I'm excited about tonight. I'm really excited about tonight. Yeah, I've had a good day, and it's nice to be here in the BFI. It's such a beautiful building. I mean, it's not the Royal Albert Hall. <laughs> 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 So excited. I love being at the BFI. We do shows here regularly. Normally, you're listening to this on public transport. <laughs> or while you're, I don't know, driving or ironing or something equally feminist. Yeah. Ironing. Why do I think any of you iron? I've never ironed. I've, I've been ironed for years. I ironed something once. I put a hole in it. I gave up on that. I don't, don't even know if we have an I think we've got an iron, but no ironing board. Oh, right. Okay. I don't have a hoover. <laughs> I don't. What do you mean? I just moved into a house and there's no Hoover. So what do you do? I just uh, brush the floor occasionally. <laughs> I feel like I'm in Victorian times. I'm going to give you a Hoover for your birthday. Or is, really? that be a you is that going to be a disappointing birthday present? No, let's make it feminist. Get me a Henrietta Hoover. Okay. <laughs> One with a... W but I d isn't it more feminist to have a man Hoover? Because then the man's doing the work. I don't think it's feminist to have a woman Hoover like with a little, a little apron on. <laughs> She doesn't have an apron, it's eyelashes. Yeah, but totally. That shouldn't determine the difference between a male and female hoover shouldn't be eyelashes. Why we, does she have to have artificial eyelashes? Because we all know that men don't possess eyelashes. <laughs> right? When it's it rains, true. it goes directly into their eyes. It's very irritating. <laughs> that's why the patriarchy exists. They're very jealous of us and our eyelashes. Do you think that's what it is? Do you think I, when they have eyelash equality, all of this will be over? Yeah, yeah, we'll get paid just as much as them, but only then, you know? <laughs> <laughs> There's a serum you can use. I'm a feminist, but I've used a serum. For hoovering? Um, no. Oh. <laughs> for, for eyelashes. Okay. You put it on at night. Has anyone else used this serum? It really works, but if you stop using it, it stops. But it, it, it's so annoying. You're saying yes, yes. I know. What? Oh my gosh. They had this conversation today. Tell me more, tell me more. Like, does he have a car? <laughs> What? Who's Hold. taking your eyelashes? <laughs> it's the men! It's the men! <laughs> I think it's... While they sleep. <laughs> you do it while we sleep. Good information. He's a double agent. He is a double get, get agent. Get more information out of him while he's on our side. He's clearly drunk. He shouldn't be talking to us now. He's I, just got pockets full of eyelashes as well. <laughs> yeah, flashing his pockets around, <laughs> which we don't get. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, so have you yeah. been using the serum? Yeah. And you've stopped using the serum and then the eyelashes have stopped growing? No, oh, that is not a good advertisement. <laughs> that is from the serum. The serum made them fall out. I haven't heard anything about this. No, oh, I'm not using it then, because my lashes are fine. I did have some false ones put up. You know those ones that you can have on put on for a month because I was touring for a month, and I thought, you know, when you're on stage and these are big houses, we're playing 1,500 seaters. Yeah. So I thought 
if I have the fake ones for a month, it'll be fine. But I feel like a few eyelashes fall out when they fall out. And I thought, I'm not doing it again. You mean like they're taking some with them? Yes. <laughs> yes, like an army. Like an army. They're, they're probably walking in the night. They're you like, know. bang, gone. Yeah. What was the I'm a feminist but you did in Belfast? Oh, I'm a feminist, but I got my eyelashes done at the airport. Tinted. Tinted. Tinted, yes. And I feel 20% more worthy of love. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's bad, but I did. Like, I did. I do know what you mean, though. Sometimes you just look in the mirror and go, yeah. 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 It's like Henrietta Hoover, you know? <laughs> it's why you want a Henrietta, because she's more deserving of love because of the eyelash situation. Yeah, that and feminism. You know, it's like... Uh, it's I just like, don't think she's... It's not more feminist... It is. ...to have a female Hoover. It's more feminist to have a male Hoover... Right. Definitely. If the Avengers comes out and they got like the toys that's like Iron Man and stuff mm. like that, you'd buy like um, the Scarlett Johansson character. <laughs> What's I her mean... name? <laughs> 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 Feminism, you know? Yes. Sure. <laughs> sure. But that's not my fault, by the way. That's the makers of Avengers. But a Hoover is a drudge. And is having to suck up dirt off the floor. Yeah. So I think a woman should have a superior job because of the history of the patriarchy, is what I'm saying. Okay. So I'm saying you get a Henry Hoover and then you get a female Alexa and you put the Alexa in charge of the Hoover. <laughs> yeah, that's very good. That's good, yeah. Hello, Guilty Feminists. It's Deborah just interrupting your podcast listening to tell you that we are coming to America in January. We're starting in Boston. We've got two nights in New York. We're going to Chicago. We're going to Philadelphia. We're going to Los Angeles, San Francisco, Seattle, and Canada. We're coming at you too, Vancouver and Toronto. Please get tickets now. It's going to be absolutely incredible. We've got some incredible guests lining up. We've got some incredible guests lined up. I'm not allowed to announce the names yet, but they're going to be truly amazing. And it's going to be frantic scenes all over the United States of America and two venues in Canada. So join us when we're on tour in January. All the dates are at guiltyfeminist.com. Also in February, we are coming to Australia. We are coming to New Zealand. We're going to the Enmore Theatre in Sydney. Huge. We're going to do three nights in Melbourne. We are going to Brisbane. We're going to the Gold Coast for the first time where I was raised. Amazing. And then in New Zealand, we are going to be in Auckland, Wellington and Christchurch. Get tickets now. Go to guiltyfeminist.com. If you are in Manchester and you're thinking, what? We've been left out. You haven't been. Tuesday, the 3rd of December at the Manchester Palace, the Secret Policeman's Tour comes to you. The Secret Policeman is a legendary comedy brand from Amnesty International fighting for human rights since the 1970s. We, the Guilty Feminist, have teamed up with Amnesty to revive it in a way where the bill reflects those whose human rights are most routinely eroded or in fact taken away. On this particular show, and we've had some genuine classics, we have Nish Kumar, we have Bridget Christie, Shapi Sandy, some absolutely extraordinary names. If you go to guiltyfeminist.com, you will be able to see the whole bill, but you won't want to miss it. All of the proceeds go to Amnesty International you will be doing something wonderful for human rights. And it's a real brilliant end of year celebration as well. 3rd of December, 7.30pm, Manchester Palace. Do not miss it. I'm hosting it. Please come. On the 7th of December in London, 
There is Global Pillage, 4 p.m. at King's Place. It makes a lovely afternoon tea time show. Two teams of comedians versus the hive mind of the audience, diversity-based cultural questions. And on the bill, we have, as always, me, Ned Sedgwick, Sarah Keyworth, Catherine Bohart, Johnny Cochran, Alice Fraser, uh, who you will have heard in the Crossover Bugle episode, Athenica Blenu, and Suk Ojla with music from Kirsty Newton. That's 7th of December at 4pm. Come along, join in the fun, be in the hive mind, shout out answers or just buzz for the one you think is right. It's a genuinely riotous, joyful embrace of afternoon. Now, we have some beautiful merch at the moment. I am currently wearing a T-shirt that says unexplained public laughter disrupts the patriarchy and on the back, the Guilty Feminist logo. There's lots of different designs. We have our sister hoodies that say the sisterhood protects me from the rain. And we've even got aprons that say I'm a feminist, but I do love an apron. All of our profits from the merch go into the Guilty Feminist pot for good things. And that's for things like carrying on the suffragettes, help refugees projects. Now, Steve Alley does some necklaces from his company, Road from Damascus. Half the profits go to him for his continuing education and for making the pieces, and half go to his mother's project in Turkey, helping female refugees get a craft. So if you go to road-from-damascus.co.uk, you'll see uh, that he's bringing out two new gorgeous designs for this Christmas. So check those out and they make a very special Christmas present for somebody. They really are stunning pieces of jewellery and they're just something to be treasured. My book has an exciting new cover for Christmas. So if there's someone in your life that you think, oh, they would like this book, then pick it up in a local bookshop, ideally from someone who pays their tax and enjoy this Christmas. And hopefully we'll have more exciting things for you in the new year. And don't forget, Hannah Gadsby's on tour. Check out her website for more details. She's going all around the world. And now back to the podcast. We're not going to bring our guest on yet because we first of all have to hear some stand-up comedy. Are you ready? <laughs> then put your hands together and make big woohooing noises for the wonderful Alison Spetto. Hey. Okay. So, today, to be honest with you, I read the brief, and I was like, um, oh, plastic and the sea, cool. Um, I live in London now, and uh, I or ordered something off Amazon and got it the next day. And I felt it was incredibly convenient. But then I had a horrible six hours of just feeling so guilty. I was like, this convenience has definitely come at a price, you know? But then I got over it because I had shit. So, <laughs> also, there's no worse feeling than forgetting your keep cup and uh, having to buy another one. <laughs> Don't get me going on keep cups. They are the worst thing for the environment, obviously. A Starbucks paper cup. Yeah. This is, I've never done this in someone's stand-up before, but you were looking at me and I can't stop myself. Go on, a yeah. Carb, a Starbucks paper cup will take... 25 minutes to degrade a keep cup which you get every single time you go to anything now they go have a free keep cup I've now got yeah. fucking 100 keep cups from different <laughs> events and I'm like they're all going to degrade never but you do feel so smug when you have one do you know I'll die of smug <laughs> we probably all will die of smug um, also I read an article that said that they have found cocaine in every eel in uh <laughs> In the Thames? <laughs> Have you heard 
scared of this? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, the environment is fact, but how are we going to deal with all these overconfident eels? Do you know? <laughs> Just, oh. <laughs> oh, it's like a Tory leadership conference, isn't it? <laughs> Political. <laughs> Also, guys, I have to say that the 90s were a really horrible time when you think about it, right? Because uh, in the 90s, I was a kid, and that's not what's horrible about it. <laughs> uh, I had no agency, but now I do. So, <laughs> um, <but laughs> I was a little environmentalist, though, when I was a kid. I used to be mad into David Attenborough. I still am, like, he's still alive, but... <laughs> Oh, we don't know what time of recording he is, but I know, I'm sorry. Isn't it sad that he will die one day? And we're all going to have to deal with that. I know, I know. Maybe, like, yeah. Anyway, so, and I used to get his little, um, I used to buy a Philofax, right, that used to have David Attenborough facts in it. And it would have, like, a different uh, species every day. And it had the ozone layer as a species, right? <laughs> I read that when I was five and I felt depressed and I haven't gotten rid of that since. And now I watch Blue Planet and I love Blue Planet. Blue Planet's great, but at the 45 minute mark, the dramatic music comes in. And I'm like, no, David, don't tell us what we did. <laughs> I just want to see the dolphins. <laughs> but he always tells us, he always tells us. Also, there's things like, in the 90s, inflatable uh, couches were a very big thing. Do you remember those? And inflatable armchairs, where are they now? That's what I want to know. Yeah, it was all fun and games watching Billy Piper sit in an inflatable chair. But now think of it, killing a whale. <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> I mean, that's not the best stand-up to go. Now think of a whale dying. <laughs> Okay, um, so can I hope you we're all enjoying the podcast. Say that before I have to do mine. I'm sorry. You've literally told them all they're all going to be dead in 20 years, and now Deborah Francis White. That's why I'm not going to the gym. I'm like, fuck it. The environment will take care of it. <laughs> do you know? Everyone's going, you're killing yourself. And I'm like, ugh. <laughs> also, my mum is like, Alison, when are you going to have kids, right? And I just don't want kids. And uh, my boyfriend definitely doesn't want kids. And uh, I'm like, I'm never having kids because of the environment. And that shuts her up. But really, you just don't, you just like brunch, uninterrupted. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But I'm going to pretend that my reason for not having children is environmental. Can you introduce me for the podcast? Oh, of course, yeah, no matter. Hey, we're all going to live forever. And please... <laughs> Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Listen to this ACAST show ad-free on Amazon Music with your Prime membership or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Will you please give it up for Miss Deborah Francis White? <laughs> Imagine it's the year 2119, a hundred years from today. A history teacher hovers in front of the class. <laughs> Aim your retina projections at the wall, she says. It's history time. And she starts with figures from history. Children, she says, chapter one of your retina projections for today. John Hamm studies. <laughs> She covers the Mad Men years, the Baby Driver blip, the 30 Rock Hanson bubble. Tell us about other figures from history, miss, the children ask. Well, next week, we will be considering Justin Trudeau, she says. <laughs> then they go into historical cultural phenomenons. The Guilty Feminist podcast, she begins with. What did Deborah die of, the children asked. Deborah died of being a too excellent feminist, she replies. <laughs> She died when she saved Michelle Obama from a falling statue of Mary Wollstonecraft that they were unveiling together. <laughs> Michelle Obama hosted the Memorial Guilty Feminist episode after Deborah died with Lizzo. And Gloria Steinem did a moving reading from Deborah's book, The Guilty Feminist, Sunday Times bestseller. You can buy it now. It's in paperback with extra, extra interviews from Hannah Gadsby and Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Lady Gaga wrote her a special song with Grace Petrie. Can we sing that song now, miss? Of course we can, children. <laughs> Next, digital history. She teaches the students about Facebook, and they are very excited by all the different eras, including the one where you can put it on pirate setting and that you can put a fish in someone else's tank, the early days. But then it takes a dark turn, and the children learn about Cambridge Analytica using data for nefarious purposes to harvest information and rig elections. The children ask, what did people do after they all came off Facebook, miss, after they found out about this information? They didn't, said the teacher. <laughs> they just thought, it'll be fine. <laughs> Facebook said they wouldn't do it again and made some adverts on bus stops to that effect. <laughs> and even though everyone knew they would, they just said, Oh, well, I don't really know now. If I could get all my photos off, it would take ages. And I don't know if I've got those photos anywhere else now. And it's quite nice for keeping in touch with my friends in Australia. I don't know how else I would do that. I probably wouldn't be bothered. And it's quite a good way to share articles on things like Cambridge Analytica. So I think I'll just stay on it. But no, the children say, they must have come off it when they realised how evil it was. They didn't. They just went back to sleep and kept on scrolling. Next, environmental history. The teacher teaches them all about the history of plastics and how when they were first invented, they were seen to be a phenomenon that would change everybody's life. But then one day, St. David of Attenborough showed them how all the plastics had ended up in the ocean and they were killing 
all of the ocean life and also explained that the ocean was the thing keeping humanity and all of the earth alive. What did people do instead of plastic then, the children asked. Nothing, the teacher said. They kept using plastic. What, the children said, but they couldn't have because when they saw it killing things and killing the very thing that was keeping them alive, they definitely would have changed. No, they didn't. They kept buying the same plastic things saying, I'm sure it'll be okay. We're very good humanity at surviving and one way or another we will survive. And also I'm quite thirsty now and I want a bottle of water. And I can't think of any other way of getting water even though there's readily available taps all around me. And so I can't be bothered. I'll just buy more plastic and continue to throw it in the ocean. And the children said, that's very disappointing. And the teacher said, yes, isn't it? That's why we all live on Mars now and only 10 of us can be awake at any one time. <laughs> now, children, please get back in your sleepinator and take your sustainer pill where you will sleep for six months and dream of John Hamm. <laughs> the end. weird though isn't it yeah that we're just going yeah but what else can we do we'll stop using plastics is definitely what we could do immediately we go, yeah but people still have to buy and sell things so well, you see we just don't put the connection like i've never thrown my rubbish directly into the sea you know so therefore i don't feel responsible but it's definitely my rubbish you know yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's so shocking. But yeah. we just keep... I think we are so good at a species at just cognitive dissonance is almost our special... On Mastermind, our special subject should be cognitive dissonance. Oh, yes. For all of us. Just, are we just able to go, that is true, but also this is here. This is convenient. Mm. Um, our guest today went on an all-female expedition <laughs> to the Great Pacific Garbage Patch Boo. and made a documentary called Boo. X Trillion. <laughs> The amazing Eleanor Church. Whee! So tell us, Eleanor, that looks incredible. Tell us how it came about. What made you want to do it? How did you get the funding? What propelled you to do this? Because it looks wonderful, but like very hard work. Yeah, it was quite hard work. So the expedition was run by X Expedition, which some of you may have heard of Emily Penn. She is an amazing ocean advocate and she runs all women expeditions to different parts of the world. But this was the biggest one that they'd done yet. So it's from Hawaii to Vancouver. It's 3,000 miles for three weeks. Um, we never met each other before getting on board. Oh, and, God. Um, Oh, I'd, not, I'd need to meet people. I never actually sailed before. Oh, my God. A little God. tiny bit of sailing. But some people were really good sailors. Some people didn't know anything about sailing. And we were 14 women. And we were all from different professional backgrounds. Um, so we had scientists on board, an engineer, some, two teachers, a circular economy expert, which is like recycling and a packaging designer and various other people and and I was a filmmaker on board and so I saw that they needed a filmmaker so I've filmed in quite extreme situations before and at sea but not on a sailing boat and so I applied and I got on board and I guess so um, to explain a bit about it the idea is that the Great Pacific Garbage Patch is the densest accumulation of ocean plastic in the world and as you saw there lots of people think it's like this island of huge bits of plastic that you can walk on there might be palm trees on it and stuff but yeah. the thing that's the most frightening about it is the plastic's broken down so small that you can't actually see it so for three weeks we didn't see another boat another human being i think 
for quite a bit of it, the closest humans were in a space station or something like that. And anyway, we did see some bits of plastic float past. A few days in, you see a toothbrush go past, a whole plastic chair or something like that. But as you saw, um, we had a manta trawl, which is like a sieve, that we were trawling the surface of the water to collect data for 10 different research projects around the world, looking at different aspects of microplastics, which are the tiny, tiny bits of plastic, which are the really dangerous bits of plastic, actually, for us as humans and our whole ecosystem. The reason that Emily takes women on board is because there are some aspects of plastic pollution that particularly affect women more than men. So we have lots of toxics in our sea, pollutants in our waters, chemicals that are bound with plastic during plastic production as well. But so these things that are in the water, the microplastics act as magnets to them. And so they get absorbed or eaten by things at the bottom of the food chain. And they, through bioaccumulation, they build up and up and up. And then we eat them. And there's a much higher concentration. This is making it sound really depressing, but I'm about to get to the point where why you'll really want to watch it because it is an amazing adventure. So, so, so why does it affect women yeah. more? Um, so these toxics can act as hormone disruptors and so that can affect fertility and things like that. So presumably that's also true for some non-binary people and trans men, but it doesn't work that way in cis men, is that what you're saying? That it, or, or it works more that way in, in cis women? Well, um, I think but, also particular, there's been less research done on how it affects women than it does what in the general surprise me no um, research on how it affects women surely not uh, so it goes into our systems and it's yeah. very 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 tiny amounts of plastic that we don't know that we're somehow taking in yeah and it's not necessarily it's so early in the research and so these different studies that were being done were looking at different aspects of things also some of it you saw there the big netball where we attached a big white ball that was a tracker to it so that's measuring where ocean plastics are moving because some of them will have organisms that attach themselves to these bits of plastic and then arrive in an environment that they're not meant to be in. And so right. that's transporting things in the wrong place. But the other reason why it was all women is because, first of all, you don't see many women in adventure or exploration. No. Um, well, it's bad now, luck, isn't it, for them to be in a boat? No, not, <laughs> no not great hairdryer facilities. No. Um, you know, that well, kind of stuff. Pirate times weren't like... Oh, women. yeah. yeah. That's why women had to stow away dressed as men. Yeah. With their bosoms out. <laughs> yeah. yeah so dresses meant all with their bosoms out. Oh, all with their bosoms out. Yeah. Yeah, but it oh, was... yeah, on the front of yeah. the... Oh, I see, on the yeah. front of the boat, yeah. But boats were she's, but no she's were out on the boat because it was seen as bad luck. And that's yeah. why if, you, if they found a woman on board, they'd go, oh, no, it's going to be a big storm now. And then there'd be a big storm because they were at sea. And they'd blame the woman. <laughs> Causation, correlation. <laughs> yeah. And so, as everyone survived off your expedition... Yeah, just about. Um, <laughs> yeah, just my, my, last, my, my last kind of um, as if thing not, is the pirates were right. I know, exactly. I know, pirates were It was were so really sexist. frightening being in the middle of the sea. We had all this technology and stuff, but we were, it was really freaking frightening, frightening. sometimes. Um, and, um, yeah, we were like, oh, yeah, look, news crews, when we're leaving, this is great. And then we hit the ocean, literally, I was like, oh, what the fuck am I doing on this boat? I had really small children. I still have really small children. And I was thinking, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking uh, I'm not, I don't know what I'm doing here. And the film is 50% adventure, and then you bring in the science as well. But basically, there were some serious highs and serious, serious lows, but amazing. And by the end of it, we came off like, yeah. So basically, we went to the Great Pacific Garbage Patch and got a real sense of, this is a fucking horrendous, awful mm. problem. But with mm. all of our amazing professions on board, underrepresented in normal life, with the STEM and and filmmakers and all these different things, we basically just really hammered through how... Different people have all got a role in 
addressing this problem. And so there's no silver bullet. Yeah, we need to not use our plastic water bottles, things like this. But, you know, we need better design. We need more research. We need better policy. And there are all these different areas that we can work in. And so by the end of it, we got to Vancouver, like, come on, let's go for it. And the yeah. idea of the film is that you come away from it feeling like you've had this whole experience with us. And you're like, yeah, I can do something about this. It's brilliant. And, you know, the hilarious thing is that having not seen another human being for three weeks, the first contact that we had was with this old guy who runs this sort of, like, pleasure boat thing from the harbour. Ooh, a and pleasure it, uh, boat. <laughs> yeah, a pleasure boat. It's not a rabbit, um, rabbit boat, okay. just to be clear. <laughs> he was sort of, like, trying to faff around with the ropes. I still actually don't know the sailing terminology. Um, but I uh, like trying to attach the boat and stuff. And then he saw that we were all women, saw that we'd come all the way from Hawaii. He went, you're all women? Like... You're all, you came here all this way, you're all women? Like, seriously. And then his wife walked past and went, you're all women? Oh. <laughs> it's um, quite funny. So what can we do about it? When we watch this documentary, how are we going to change our behaviours? I feel, yeah, I feel like there's a boat full of hope. It sounds like a lovely yeah, trip. Yeah, it's actually a really fun film because I'm really into the environment. But if someone said to me, oh, here's a film about the environment, I'd be like, oh, God, please don't make me watch this film about the environment. <laughs> so it's actually a film about a group of amazing women on a really epic adventure. And then you find then out lots of other things you get the environment well. stuff for free. Exactly. But we you need to like pitch it to other people as epic adventure. Yeah. Because people do feel a bit, oh, God, I'm going to have to watch this and I'm going to feel sad. But this yeah. is a boat full of hope. Yeah. Good alternative name for it. Absolutely. Um, and <laughs> it's women on an adventure. So in this film, we're going to be inspired to change our behaviours. I think even just the fact of watching women on an adventure will make us all feel a bit braver and a bit bolder about how we sell the message with the environment, what we're prepared to do for it. I do admire you because I would have been absolutely terrified, I think. You almost have to not know what you're getting yourself into to get yourself into that, don't you? Yeah, well, the first night, just before I went to bed, I said to the skipper, I said, um, so what are the chances of this boat capsizing because I have a one-year-old and three-year-old at home and I'd really not like to have made myself die doing this. And um, she said, oh, well, this boat has sailed around the world millions of times, much faster than we'll go. We went really fast and the waves were really big. They were, mm. It was meant to be rough sailing, super calm, and then rough sailing, but it's basically rough sailing the whole time. Oh, and um, she so said, no, it absolutely can't capsize. And then when we got to Vancouver, she went, you know, I said it can't capsize. Well, it can't capsize that way, but it could have definitely oh! flipped that way. Oh, wow. So she just told you that to relax you? Yeah. Oh. It worked. Well, that was kind. I felt That's super safe. Yeah, yeah, that was kind. But I would have been suspicious of it because I've I've seen Titanic and any boat, <laughs> even even an unsinkable ship can go down. Yeah. We had great music though, so we would have gone down in style. That was Jen on board who was yeah. playing the ukulele, so yeah, she well, would have serenaded We us. can't wait to see it with the real music. That's <laughs> yeah. going to be brilliant. And, and if anyone's floating on a door, you can go, there's definitely room, mate. <laughs> I've seen That's the film. Point. I saw <laughs> Mythbusters busted that myth. They both could have sat on But you could see that he could fit on the door. <laughs> just don't. Do you think just... Jack just wasn't arsed? Do you think he was like... Do you think he was just trying to get away from it? Do you think it was like a one-night stand? Do you think... <laughs> do you think... I mean, men are so frightened of commitment, they would rather die in an... No, there's no room on that door. I'll be grand. I'll be grand. There's definitely room on the door. No, no, I'm all good. I'm all good. I've got your number. I'll definitely give you a call. You get there. I'll work out my own way. It's all good. Definitely, definitely. And then he just ghosted it. He probably arrived yeah. in Newfoundland. He's probably still alive. He's he probably... just ghosted her. He got another door. He yeah. was fine. <gasps> He's just sinking to the bottom going like, I'm just not ready for a relationship. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, literally that. Yeah. <laughs> so 
sorry. <laughs> anyway, that's not the point of X yeah. Trillion. So, <laughs> where can we see X Trillion? Do you know yet? Um, well, it will be doing tours of film festivals and, um, and then we will be doing some special screenings and then hopefully some broadcasters will be snapping it up. Netflix. Anyone? I would watch it. I really would. I, like, what? It's a brilliant film. It's funny. Yeah. It's full of drama. It's, um... did you, what did you do for fun? Uh, Except, like, do you saw that ukulele? I saw that ukulele, but like, that I love it. the ukulele and stuff. But you know, you're picking out plastic, going, "The world well, is fucked," and well, you need more than a ukulele. Were there any sex toys bobbing around <laughs> that Alison had thoughtlessly dumped? So that you I probably missed them. them. I was like filming a, something over there, and there were probably just a whole school <laughs> of them over there. Yeah, it's the sex toy patch, the Great Pacific <laughs> sex toy patch. <laughs> Depends on their density. They might have just sunk to the bottom. Oh, God. <laughs> we are awful. Human beings are just awful. I mean, really, the sooner that awful, the human but race... Awful, wonderful. Oh, We've no, got we all this wonderful. and... Yeah, no, we're definitely wonderful. But I wonder if other species look at us and think we're wonderful or they no. think we're the scourge of the earth. It's like, oh, they're so hopeful. Yeah, but they're assholes. <laughs> like, just two squirrels just looking at us going, fuck now. I hope they do die out. That's <laughs> Dolphins must wish us dead all the time. They must be like, those cunts. But they seem so... <laughs> what, you mean they're going like, ah, ah, cunt? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I think that's what they're saying. They're and we're going, oh, head. they're so intelligent. And they're like, yes, we are. We don't fill the ocean with this crap. Like, we're much more intelligent than you. Just you wait. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what Die! we're saying. <laughs> so two things we want. One mm. is we want screenings that we can come to and the Guilty Feminist will put out on our channels where you can see it. But also, if you are a distributor, could you please pick this up? Because we need all female documentaries or female driven documentaries we don't see enough of them we're constantly seeing you know a man climbing to the top of a mountain and then you know drinking his own piss I mean <laughs> <laughs> always <laughs> always and he's not doing it for any reason he's just doing it because there's a mountain <laughs> I mean everyone told me that documentary was amazing and I watched it and went yeah but he was risking his life for nothing yeah and also couldn't commit yeah and I'm just like so I just I mean alright needs a keep cup that's what he needs <laughs> i'm just saying i'm just saying i found it a little bit a tiny bit hard to care because uh, yes it's all amazing mm, whatever i much more care about loads of women trying to go and do something at the great pacific garbage patch and look at mm. it and document it and bring it back and share that with us and say we've actually been there and we can see it yeah. and i'm much more interested in that than a man deliberately climbing to the top of a mountain because it's there so that someone can make a documentary about what a great big hero he is yeah. no disrespect to that but listen, no disrespect to that man's ego, which is wonderful. I mean, it's sizable, but yeah. Um, this is get behind X Trillion if you're a distributor. Please, please, please try and get on board with this. Contact Eleanor Church. Um, where can they contact you, Eleanor, if there's a distributor listing? Well, the easiest way is probably on Facebook. We've got an X Trillion page, but also. Oh, yeah. Facebook. <laughs> I carried on. Um, but also on Instagram. Those children are well. going to be mystified in a hundred years' time. 
what she advertised her documentary about plastics on Facebook, but surely she knew. It's quite effective. No, she didn't. She didn't. She just went, ah, be fine. Um, um, but um, basically... Um, I mean, I'm, I'm still on it. I'm, I'm not judging you. I'm still on it. Sorry, go on. We go, they go to X Trillion on Facebook. But also on Instagram, and my production company is called Lark Rise Pictures. Lark Rise. So on Instagram, that's where I actually update most of the stuff on the documentary. I should have done an X Trillion Instagram post, but then I feel like I'm starting from nothing. It's easier just to go to my old one. So. Okay, so we're going to Lark Rise. Lark Rise at Pictures. Lark Rise Pictures at Lark Rise Pictures on Instagram. Exactly. Also, where did you Thank get you. your hairband? <laughs> well, I was just telling Anna who I was with that um, yeah. I actually bought it from Anthropology for my goddaughter's birthday, and then I just decided to keep it for myself. <laughs> <laughs> An incredible human being. <laughs> Good choice. You have been listening to The Guilty Feminist with me, Deborah Francis White, guest for host Alison Spittle, and our very special guest, Eleanor Church. The recording editor was Chris Sharp, music was by Mark Hodge, the producer was Tom Zalitsky for the Spontaneity Shop. Thanks to Anna and Jonathan and everyone at the BFI, as well as all of you for listening. For more information about this and other episodes, visit guiltyfeminist.com. Sexshopper.ie as well. That's quite good. Sex shop what? Sex shopper. It's a uh, shopper is uh, the Gaelic word for shop. And <laughs> sexshopper.ie. Sex shopper. 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 I feel like this is that Mr. Loverman. Shopper. <laughs> <laughs> Come and get your vibrators. <laughs> Mr. Shopper Shopper. Shopper Shopper. Mr. Shopper Shopper. But, um... Uh, Spiddle Bombastic. Mr. Mr. Fantastic. Plastic. Mr. Shopper Shopper. Recyclable plastic. Oh, very yeah. good. Very good. Yeah. But we must ask the question, to get to your original point, what happens to... Hello, Guilty Feminists. It's Jessica Regan here, just updating you about our Big Speeches workshops. Now, as you probably know by now, we have some workshops booked in for the new year. Sunday, the 12th of January, Saturday, the 18th of January, Sunday, the 19th of January and Sunday, the 2nd of February, all at the Rose and Crown Theatre Pub in Walthamstow. So we're giving you plenty of time to book for those, be it for a Christmas present, a New Year's resolution or just to treat your own self. I'd also like to add a date to that, which is Sunday, the 26th of January. We are going to be back at the Story House in Chester. We had such a great time the last time. We cannot wait to come back. So if you want to book for that workshop, please go to the Story House website. All the other dates are bookable through guiltyfeminist.com. Can't wait to see you there. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this show ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Listen to this Acast show ad-free on Amazon Music with your Prime membership or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.